Hello and good morning to you. It is October 2nd, Monday, and the 49ers are 4-0. Welcome to the Plus. We have been at it since 8 a.m. already here on the Plus and the Krug Show included a simulcast of 49ers Wake Up. And I'm glad that we were able to get that in early because I'm not going to be able to stay with you very long today here on the Damon Bruce Show. It is Warriors Media Day. The world of sports waits for absolutely no one, including me. And uh, I got to get over to Chase Center and we'll bring you inside of Warriors Media Day. We'll start talking about the Warriors a little bit later on this week, obviously. We're very excited for basketball season to start, but what a football season has begun. For the San Francisco 49ers, baseball season, it's over. Tomorrow we'll get into the postseason and how it sets up a little bit. We don't have time for that today. It's going to be a very quick-moving show. And uh, I'll tell you right now, no VIP lounge in the AMP app today. Don't have time to sit there and hit you with the cool, soothing sounds of Damon Bruce Radio. But I will have a twee praise for you, a twee prize, um, because that is how we end the show and we do respect tradition at all times. Uh, what a game for the 49ers. What if I told you that they'd reach 35 points without Debo catching a pass and George Kittle only catching one? Like, it's a pretty good way to start, right? The 49ers had the kind of game that showed you how truly deep and fascinating they are thanks to the excellence of Brock Purdy, and there was an awful lot of excellence on display yesterday. He was remarkable going 20 of 21. Brock Purdy finishes with a completion percentage of 95.2. That is the franchise record for completion percentage minimum of 20 attempts. It is the fourth best completion percentage in NFL history, minimum of 20 attempts. And as I said to Larry, you go ahead, turn on your PlayStation 5 a little bit later on today, and you try to go 20 of 21. I bet you can't do it on the video game, just throwing only swing passes and underneath routes. 20 of 21 is hard virtually, much less in the reality of an NFL football game. So Brock Purdy is now 9-0 in the regular season. It is the third longest winning streak to begin a career in NFL history. The doubters they're having a rough Monday. They're having a real rough Monday. Um, again, I'm not sitting here supporting anyone. I just report on the things that I see with my own two eyes. And what I see is the best team in football through four weeks. And I don't think that that is an oversell. I don't think that that is an exaggeration for the San Francisco 49ers. I think it's who they are. It's who they are. They got this nasty defense. They've got an offense which is now as dangerous as any offense in all of football. They've scored 30, 30, 30, and 35 points in their first four games of the year. It's not since you go back to Peyton Manning's heyday with the Denver Broncos that any team has started a season scoring like that. And that Broncos team, by the way, went on to set an NFL scoring record in that season, 2013, that still stands to this day. The 49ers have won 14 games in a row. So Brock Purdy is doing things that neither Joe Montana nor Steve Young ever did. He is doing things that are comparable with Peyton Manning. Uh, his name continues to be bandied about with future Hall of Famers or inner sanctum Hall of Famers. A lot of talk like, oh, he reminds me of Tom Brady, which is a ridiculous thing to say out loud. I mean, it really is. It's patently absurd to say anyone reminds you of Tom Brady because Tom Brady had a uh, has a trophy case that doesn't look like anyone else's. 
But Purdy is just making the right play and the right decision and executing the pass with a level of accuracy that allows him to do something ridiculous, like go 20 of 21 for 283 yards, a touchdown. He also had a rushing touchdown on a quarterback sneak. And um, Christian McCaffrey was absolutely remarkable yesterday. Christian McCaffrey, I've been telling you, is the best player on this football team. He is the most essential player to this football team's success, and I believe he is the best football player the 49ers have employed since Jerry Rice. It's a big mouthful, right? That is a huge order to fill. Christian McCaffrey is the best offensive weapon this team has had since Jerry Rice. He might be their best overall player since Jerry Rice. That is how good Christian McCaffrey is. McCaffrey yesterday was transcendent with 177 yards, his first four-touchdown game. He had three on the ground, one receiving touchdown, just the second Niner to ever have three rushing, one-catching touchdowns uh, in, in, in history. Tevin Coleman was the only other 49er who ever has done that. His 12 career games with at least one rushing touchdown and one receiving touchdown is now tied for the second most such games of all time. He has won more of those games this year. He's got second place all to himself. Marshall Falk, by the way, has 15 such games in his career. Marshall Falk was, you know, part of the evolution of the position of running back in this league. And Christian McCaffrey has picked up what Marshall Falk, LaDainian Tomlinson, the great ones before him are doing, and he's running with it. He's just, he's remarkable. He's violent as a runner. Violent. Guy's just fantastic. Stiff arms for everybody. I was joking around with Kruger. I wouldn't be surprised if, you know, when handed a a squeeze bottle of Gatorade, Christian McCaffrey doesn't stiff arm the water boy just by habit. Like he's just out there stiff arming everyone. He probably holds the door open for everyone because he's just so good at stiff arming. Guy's a beast, a real beast. We got to get things out of the way early today. I'm just going to tell you that sip of the day. We reloaded the coffee. Well, we had about an hour to kill, had a bagel. Good cream cheese, good breakfast, Warriors Media Day coming up, and we are just right at it here on the Pluse. Uh, we will slip into Club Pluse for just a little bit to get some of your comments and reactions to things that are going on. I've already pinned a few messages. This is uh, the skills report saying, anybody else remember the time that Christian McCaffrey scored four touchdowns against the Cardinals at Levi's to open uh, October of 2023? He's right up there with Al Bundy. I mean, not since the great Al Bundy at Polk High have we seen a level of production like this, Skills. And what a sports weekend. Hopefully Damon has time to squeeze in a few words about Brandon Crawford. But he's got to go to Warriors Media Day, so I don't know. Let me just tell you this about Brandon Crawford. If that's the last time you ever see him on the field for the Giants, and I think it is, yesterday was your last look at one of the great San Francisco Giants of all time. Brandon Crawford eats for free in this town forever, defensively as good of a glove and as good of an arm as you got in modern baseball. He is one of the all-time San Francisco Giants. He is the franchise's all-time starting shortstop, in my mind. That's a big deal. It's a big deal. If we're cobbling together the all-time starting nine for the San Francisco Giants, Brandon Crawford's on the list. So that's that's rare company indeed. 
and he deserves all the accolades and the send-off, and uh, it was impossible not to like Brandon Crawford. And if it were just a matter of playing defense, that guy could play for two, three more years. He doesn't have much left at the plate to offer. Johnny Dunn says, good morning, Damon. I'm 25 now as of Saturday. All right, well, Johnny Dunn, even though it's a little bit after the fact, we'll celebrate your birthday for just 60 seconds here. Happy birthday, Johnny. 25 years old. You're a big boy now. Uh, You're officially going to be tried as an adult, so keep your nose clean. Uh, Keep your hands at at, at 10 o'clock and 1 o'clock. Be very careful out there because you are a target. Um, (laughs) And hopefully we put on a clinic Sunday And I'll get some ownage over my dad, who's a Cowboys fan. I'm just going to tell you right now, Johnny, I like the 49ers' chances in that game, too. Got nothing to do with what we've seen so far. I just think that they're a tough matchup for the Dallas Cowboys. We saw it in the playoff game last year. I think the 49ers have gotten better. I don't know if the Cowboys are necessarily better. I really don't. So, a very good start to the year and Cowboys week is going to be an awfully fun week for us here in the Bay Area. Plus, we got Fleet Week. Fleet Week and Cowboys Week? Sounds pretty good to me. It's going to be a good weekend for the city of San Francisco. Uh, I'm pumped for Cowboys Week, says Michelle Haberman. Biggest rivalry for the 49ers when I was a kid. Plus, I got some friends who are diehard Cowboy fans. Let's go. Yeah, let's go indeed. Uh, Good morning, everybody. I hate the Raiders coach, Raylord84. Hey, look, you might have some Raiders that are starting to hate the Raiders coach, but I will say this about Josh McDaniels, who's in a bad spot very early here. Uh, At least he went to Aiden O'Connell, who got sacked six times yesterday by Khalil Mack, but at least he went to Aiden O'Connell and didn't get caught in in the Hoyer nonsense. So at least you got that going for you. It's one of those days where, seriously, uh, Jimmy Garoppolo looks better in his absence sometimes than he does in his presence. It's the calming of Jimmy Garoppolo. Nathaniel Richards is saying uh, CMC like Al Bundy out there. Four touchdowns in one game. Again, the greatest afternoon in the history of Polk High football. We will hop back in to some of your chats when we get to Club Plus. Uh, we've already had our sip of the day. That means it's about time for me to tell you that the next time you want a delicious sandwich, you got to get to Ike's. My man had a great weekend. My man is hopping on in early chats uh, with me and Larry hanging out in 49ers Wake Up. Ike, thank you for all you've done to support the channel as it grows, and it is indeed growing. We just had the most views in any month, as expected. September was great for the Plus. Uh, Ike is great for your appetite. Delicious sandwiches, something for everyone's flavor profile, is being offered at Ike's. Don't take my word for it. Find out for yourself. Speaking of finding out for yourself, it is time for you to sign up for bottom line bets. Don't be curious. Don't poke around. You go and sign up at bottom line bets with daily, weekly, monthly subscriptions available. And he's got a full season to ride out the rest of the year if that's how you want to come in. But the whole point is stop just browsing, click on it, sign up. 
let Stefan know it was your friend Damon who sent you there and just our cash and winners. He was undefeated on the bets he made inside of the 49ers game. He had a great NFL weekend. He gave you the Chargers over the Raiders. He's just giving you winner, winner, chicken dinner. Every single time I looked up, every play that he had on the Niners game came home a winner. So there you go. Get selfish. Make an investment in inside good information that has Vegas rattled because my man Stefan is hitting winners all the time. Find out for yourself at bottomlinebets.com. Sign up today, Junior. And I want to welcome in a new partner here to the Damon Bruce Show, Jack's in San Francisco. No, that's not my firstborn son. This is the coolest vintage t-shirt shop in the city. Go ahead to Chestnut Street and find out Jack's. Just go browsing. You're going to want every single t-shirt they got in there. Great 49er gear, vintage gear, authentic San Francisco only gear, uh, defunct, no longer in use. Ray Rata would love this place. And by the way, that is where today's T-shirt is coming from. This is the San Francisco Clippers. The San Francisco Clippers played at Keysar uh, right before the 49ers became the 49ers. This is one of the first football teams west of the Mississippi. They were a huge deal in their heyday. I absolutely love the design, the big Clipper airplane behind the old school uh, football player with a leather helmet. I absolutely love Jack's t-shirts. They're comfortable. They're printed very well. They're not that cheap mall print. This is a gorgeous t-shirt. Go to Jack's in San Francisco on Chestnut Street or go to jacksf.com and start browsing their website right now, jacksf.com. And I'm going to have a promo code for you soon enough. So uh, you're going to be doing an awful lot of your holiday shopping at jacksf.com. If you know a whole bunch of Bay Area sports fans, they got something for everyone in there. It is the coolest vintage t-shirt store in San Francisco. Check out Jack's. We're happy to welcome them aboard as a new partner, the official outfitter. Well, how about this? Anytime I'm wearing a Jack's t-shirt, I'll tell you about it. It's just that simple. Guy's given me a whole mess of t-shirts to show you over the next week or two. So uh, check out Jack's. It is good to have you here. Thank you for checking out the Plus once again. We are on AMP today. There won't be a VIP lounge on AMP today, but you can listen over there. Obviously, you got me right here on YouTube. The podcast will exceed 100,000 downloads probably by tomorrow afternoon. Thank you to all the support you're giving over there as well. It means an awful, awful lot. Four touchdown days for Christian McCaffrey. Now, I don't think we're ever going to get used to a four-touchdown day, but multiple touchdown games out of Christian McCaffrey is something we should probably all start getting used to because it's happening with regularity. Like, you're going to take it as for granted as a Steph Curry corner three, right? You just assume that that's going to happen. You're just going to assume that McCaffrey's going to have a couple of touchdowns today. He's been remarkable. 
You add McCaffrey to what we're getting out of Brock Purdy, and now all of a sudden, this offense is as scary as any offense in football. Their offensive line played well. Again, they put up 35 yesterday with one catch from Kittle, no catches from Debo. Not even a target for Debo Samuel, who was out there giving it the old lunch bucket effort. He clearly wasn't 100%. He had three carries, but that's it. He was decoy city for most of the day for the 49ers, and that decoy opened up a big day for Brandon Ayuk. Ayuk, six catches, six targets, 148 yards. Brandon Ayuk runs more wide-open routes than anybody in football. You'd think he's Tyreek Hill. He's open so much. Guy's been fantastic. I love that Kyle went for it on fourth down in the first quarter, second drive of the game. He kept the pedal to the metal when the Cardinals scored a touchdown that all of a sudden brought them back into the game. Unless the 49ers can come and answer on this drive, that drive opened with a big pass play, a huge pass play to Brandon Ayuk that I thought was maybe the biggest play of the game. Purdy opening up a series with a 34-yard play action pass to Brandon Ayuk that just let everybody in the stadium know, hey, Kyle's not going to sit here and try to rest on his laurels. Kyle's not going to try to milk a lead. He is staying aggressive. You know, I thought that Gannon stayed pretty aggressive, as aggressive as he could be as a head coach. The Arizona Cardinals are officially better than anyone wanted them to be, mostly the Arizona Cardinals front office itself. They didn't bring in Josh Dobbs to play well, but Josh Dobbs has played so well, he might be better than Kyler Murray. He's good, man. He can play. They got skill position players. Hollywood Brown, he had himself a really good game. Michael Wilson out of Stanford had himself a good game. Zach Ertz, he's a problem. You know, you got skill position players to keep you honest all day long with the Cardinals. But the Niners were just better, and they ended up overwhelming them when it was all said and done. Uh, Fred Warner and Dre Greenlaw were outstanding yesterday. Absolutely outstanding to the point where if you needed to put on some game film to make the argument that the 49ers got two of the best linebackers in all of football, you could put on yesterday's game film and that would probably be enough to win the argument. A combined 20 tackle day. They each had 10, Fred Warner and Dre Greenlaw. They each had eight solo tackles. It was a good game for Diamador Lenore. I saw some people today complaining about Ambry Thomas. Everyone needs something to complain about the day after a football game. Ambry Thomas did give up the reception that allowed Arizona to score right before halftime to make the game more interesting than it had been after that first half that the Niners basically played perfectly and dominated. But you let off the gas pedal for just a little bit. At any point in time in this league, all of a sudden you might have problems. It didn't turn out to be a problem for the 49ers, who are now 3-0 and in their last three games against Arizona. And again, as much fits as Arizona gives the 49ers, that's pretty good. They beat uh, they beat the the Cardinals last year at Levi's. They beat them on Sunday at Levi's, and they beat the Cardinals in Mexico City, if you remember that last year as well, in what was essentially a homecoming game for 49ers fans vacationing in in Mexico City. 
Larry Kruger asked a very funny question to Kyle Shanahan in the post-game press conference when he said, you're going to talk to Brock about that one incompletion? And in typical Kyle Shanahan fashion, you know, he's up there, he giggles a little, but he's also like, hey, it led to our one and only punt of the day. So, you know, he didn't want that. Kyle does want perfection out of his quarterbacks. You always seek it. You probably never attain it. Purdy gets as close as you're pretty much allowed to get yesterday in terms of perfection, 20 to 21. Again, try to do that on Madden. Good luck. Um, Red zone improvement, one week over the other. That's where the 49ers got a lot better in their long week off in between the Giants game and the Cardinals game. The 49ers offense scored a touchdown on all five trips to their red zone on Sunday. Four rushing touchdowns, a passing touchdown. It marked the most red zone touchdowns in a single game by the team since 2017. And the first time they've gone 100% on touchdowns in a single game since 2013. So it's the most effectively executing in the red zone the 49ers have been in a decade. Pretty good. Pretty, pretty, pretty good. The broadcast, Kevin Kugler is okay at his job. Mark Sanchez is Less than okay at his job. He's not the worst, but boy, he he said Brock Purdy is a point guard twice in the opening drive. It's his one talking point that he keeps on coming back to. Um, the most useful information we got out of that broadcast yesterday from the broadcasters were the note that Kyle Juszczyk's dogs are named Mozzarella and Pierogi. Those are great dog names. Let's be totally honest. Those are outstanding dog names. Mozzarella and pierogi. <laughs> Those are great. I feel like Burt Reynolds in Boogie Nights sitting in the jacuzzi. Fellas, these are great names. Ooh, another sip of the day qualifier right there. I like that. What I didn't like about the game is, is hardly even worth bringing up. To be completely honest, what what are we going to do? Talk about a game which the Niners so thoroughly dominated. They played historically borderline perfectly throughout most of it. Here's what I didn't like. I didn't like the third down play before the fourth down conversion on the one completed pass to Kittle all day long. Uh, You know, okay, so I didn't like the third down call. I guess it doesn't matter when you pick up fourth down. Obviously, you don't like kicking the ball out of bounds on any, uh, you know, kickoff. That was a mistake by Wisnowski. That gave Arizona a short field at the 40-yard line, and that turned into its first field goal of the day. So don't kick the ball out of bounds again, Mitch. That'd be great. I didn't like Ray-Ray McLeod bringing the ball out of the end zone uh, on the second-half kickoff. And that's about it. I mean, these are wildly correctable. 
Wildly correctable. I mean, I'm complaining about a third down call that really didn't matter. I'm complaining about a kicking the ball out of bounds on kickoff, which is obviously something no one's even trying to do at the high school level. Uh, Ray Ray McLeod, make a better choice. You might not want to bring that out six yards deep from the end zone when you're leading comfortably. Just take what the defense has given you. And obviously, 10 men on the field for a two-point conversion cannot be cloaked in glory. We can't pretend that that's good. But when you then stop the Cardinals from converting the two-point conversion, even with the 10 men that you had on the field, I guess that doesn't really matter either. So all of my complaints are wildly correctable, and they're very coachable moments. I mean, my God, it's a perfect start. With Debo healthy enough to play, although he wasn't all the way healthy, with Brandon Ayuk playing like, hey, man, I never even got hurt, didn't miss a beat. The 49ers have a Dre Greenlaw ankle that they're going to be monitoring between now and the Dallas Cowboy game, and that should be okay too, which means this team is off to a wildly impressive, very dominant, very healthy 4-0 start. The trade deadline could be very interesting. If you're talking about where the two positions where you're thinking the 49ers might want to improve – Right tackle, which is impossible to find basically once the year begins. No one's coming off of a tackle. And cornerback, which maybe, I mean, Larry brought up the fact that if the Broncos really start saying, man, we got to hit the full reboot on this whole damn thing, we got to get some draft picks back. If Patrick Sertan actually hits the market, there's a player that you look at. The New York Jets might be looking to sell off a corner or two before it's all said and done. The Minnesota Vikings, the Chicago Bears, teams that are off to disappointing starts could all be ripe for the plucking in terms of the 49ers getting aggressive at the trade deadline. And I'm going to tell you right now, I don't want to hear shit about future draft picks or anything. Whatever the Niners believe they need to do, To take their best shot at a Super Bowl in 2024, it's worth sacrificing some future to be as good as you can today because, folks, now's the time. Here it is. Here it is. This is the season that you are all in on trying to win a Super Bowl. We'll see what happens at the trade deadline. It should be fascinating. This is going to be a fun week. It is Cowboys week. I know that Larry and I are going to be doing a special cowboy preview show on friday we've got some guests mixed in throughout the week i'm going to be appearing on a few other shows talking to some new content creators that i'm looking forward to talking to because i think they're really good at what they do and man it's just an outstanding start an outstanding start it's so good that we don't have to talk about gabe kapler at all today and we're not going to talk about gabe kapler Because there's really nothing left to say other than, did you read the Gabe Kapler Instagram good, sort of goodbye, sort of deep thinker? Like, the next requirement for the next manager of the San Francisco Giants should simply be, are you a normal person? Are you normal? Do you talk like a normal? Do you not try to sound like an intellectual who has spent more times doing push-ups than anything like come on Gabe Kapler wasn't a bad guy but there was nothing about him that was relatable or normal 
look at his I've I'm leaving the San Francisco Giants four page diatribe about what he's proud of and what they accomplished. And look, he's got some things to be proud of. And there's some things that he did accomplish. But just the way that he goes about talking about it is so ab fucking normal that that's why you had to go, dude. Nobody talks like this. Nobody acts like this. Nobody shaves that hard. Nobody. Stop it. So it was a gots to go situation. He totally lost the clubhouse. Uh, for those asking, how come not Farhan? Farhan's not going anywhere. Farhan's not going anywhere. If uh, he got to do the Gabe Kapler's been fired press conference, he's not about to get his walking papers later today. But by the way, are my inside sources spot on and on the money? I mean, the only thing I got wrong was assuming that the 49ers might wait till today to let Gabe Kapler go. They, they did that on Friday. They did that on Friday. Didn't even bother waiting the weekend, which means the clubhouse didn't want to see him again. Didn't want another fucking lineup card turned in by that guy. They got sick of him. They did. They got sick of him. I could never get sick of hanging out with you here on the Plus. I love it. What a cool little community we've officially built here. So many recognizable names, people that are now friends of not just me, but my wife, my family. Oi, 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 San Bruno Mike is saying 100,000 downloads. Damon, that's good. Yeah, absolutely. That's good. Vince Vargas. Hey, Damon, what about a Bay Area Bomber roller derby t-shirt from when they were at the Cal Palace? Didn't they also do it at the Fine Arts, a Palace of Fine Arts, too, I think, for a little while? Um, all I can tell you is that uh, if it's a good vintage idea, chances are you will find it at Jack's on Chestnut. Go to jacksf.com. Again, they got the coolest shit in the world. They really, really do. Yosarian saying, ah, no VIP today? Hamburgers. Well, I'll tell you what we'll do. We'll make it up for you as the week goes along. Uh, I've got some soul man stuff to, 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 to play for you. Last week, we went deep into British rock. Uh, we, we, we did some guilty pleasures. We did some rejoiner celebration. We got some really good music for you as we move about this week. But again, today, I got to get over to Chase Center. It's Warriors Media Day. I believe I'm already late for it, which means we got to hop into Club Plus right here and right now. If you tuned in on the podcast, I thank you so very, very much for doing so. And I please ask you to remember that sports don't build character. They reveal it. And like that, whew, he's gone.